Welcome to Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. My guest today is Rob Domofsky, a ESPN reporter for the Green Bay Packers. Before we get into this week's episode, the NFL is starting up, and that means fantasy football season. During this NFL season, I will be discussing fantasy football's bust and booms of this season. If you want my advice, the little man with the big mouth, then DM me on Instagram at the little man big mouth show. Now, let's get into this week's episode. In the news, the FIFA World Cup just ended. The winner of the 2023 Women's World Cup Final is Spain. They de- Spain defeated England in a 1-0 victory to claim their gold medal. Congratulations. But do you know what team did not make the finals? The United States of America. The United States soccer team got eliminated by Sweden and it was no surprise. This year, the U.S. team could not put the ball in the net. They only scored four goals in the World Cup, not including penalties. This is a shock to most Americans. But if you look at the statistics, they did not play their best football or soccer. In addition, new story is the, the USA is playing in the FIBA World Championship. Who do you think is there? LeBron? Nope. Durant? Nope. Steph Curry? Again, not there. We are being represented by the likes of Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, and Austin Reeves. If they win this, you will definitely be able to say that we have the best and deepest talent in the world. Sounds like the NBA champion should be able to say they are champ of the world. Strange news alert. You heard of a Florida man. Well, let me introduce you to a Florida woman. Nicole makes was wanted by police in Dayton Beach for the murder of her roommate. When officers found her the next morning, she had blood on her pants, a knife in one hand, and a hammer in the other. Makes claims she always walked around with those items. As police questioned her, she asked for a drink. When they gave her a Diet Mountain Dew, she immediately poured it all over her, telling police that it would erase any DNA evidence. Not the case. Evidence on her clothes and the knife proved she was guilty, and she is now in jail awaiting trial. Looks like Makes is going to do the do for life in prison. Welcome to Stick By Your Picks. For those new to the show, Gabriel and I dissect the NFL schedule one week at a time. These are ironclad picks. We will not change our minds or picks no matter what happens between now and the game. Our lawyers have asked us to let you know you should not bet your house on our picks. This is for entertainment purposes only. This week, Gabriel and I are making week one predictions. Gabriel, you're up first. And the first game is... The defending champion Kansas City Chiefs are six and a half point favorites at home as they welcome the Detroit Lions. Even though the Lions had a great season for their standards last year, their defensive secondary still has a lot of holes in it. And the Chiefs 
really didn't get any worse, as they still have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So, for that reason, the reigning Super Bowl champs will start out with a win. I disagree with you. Jared Goff and Amon St. Brown will dominate this Chiefs defense. And Aiden Hutchinson, their best defensive end, will not make it easy for Patrick Mahomes. Therefore, the Lions are 1-0 to start the season. I gotta disagree with you. Even if Aiden Hutchinson can get pressure on Patrick Mahomes, I still think that their flaws in the secondary and their mediocre offense would not be enough to get past Kansas City. Yes, they might have trouble in secondary, but who are the Chiefs receivers? Who? Kadarius Tony? Yet when you have Travis Kelsey, you don't need a wide receiver. Kelsey cannot carry this whole team on his back. He can. They almost lost the Super Bowl. They only won because of screen passes. Pass you to who else? McCall Hardman. So, therefore, since they have no receivers, this triple team Kelsey, Patrick no, Holmes. I, I disagree with you because the Chiefs will still dominate you. Doesn't matter if they have to throw 20 screen passes per game, they are still going to win. That's what they showed you last year in the Super Bowl, and they will show you this again this season. Well, this next game is. The Eagles start their season as road favorites, three and a half points over the New England Patriots. The Eagles will win this one because of their star quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and their star receiver, A.J. Brown. On the defense, they added most of the 2022 National Championship Georgia Bulldogs defense in the draft. By doing this, their defense is going to be scary with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter on the defensive line. I disagree with you. The Patriots, who have one of the best defenses in the league and added star running back Ezekiel Elliott and top wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, and from the preseason training camp, Mac Jones looks like he will improve from last year's terrible season. While on the other hand, the Eagles lost many key pieces, such as star running back Miles Sanders and stud free safety Marcus Epps and other defensive players. While Jalen Hurts has the ceiling to be even better, A.J. Brown is going to regress from last season as it is almost impossible to put up that amazing year again unless he, was, unless he is Megatron. And also, without a star running back, I don't think the Eagles were able to run their offense as it was last year, which led them to the Super Bowl. And that is why I have the New England Patriots and their amazing defense going 1-0 to start the new season. I disagree with you. No star running back? They have DeAndre Swift. Last year, he put up numbers with the Lions. He will stack up even more numbers with the Eagles. I disagree with you. DeAndre Swift has not played as well as many people think, as he is still a regression from Miles Sanders, and he struggles in the passing game, which Miles Sanders excelled at and helped them get to the Super Bowl. This is why I think the Eagles are going to regress. They'll probably still win their division, but they will lose to the Patriots and start 0-1 for the new campaign. Well, the next game is... The Sean Payton era begins at mile high, with the Broncos four-point favorites at home over the Las Vegas Raiders. 
after a terrible season last year, Russell Wilson and the Broncos will bounce back under new coach Sean Payton. With a fully healthy Broncos team, they're a dark horse for the AFC West and will dominate. While on the other hand, the Raiders away uh, gave away the star quarterback in Derek Carr and replaced him with Jimmy G, who has st- has not stayed consistently healthy for a full season for a while. Raiders also do not did not return star tight end Darren Waller, friend of the show. That is why the Denver Broncos will get their first win under new coach Sean Payton in week one against the Las Vegas Raiders. I agree with you, but for different reasons. Let's look at the Broncos' defense. Patrick Sertan will lock up Devontae Adams, making it difficult for Devontae Adams to get his feet off the ground. Also, looking at the Raiders' offense, Jimmy Garoppolo is a downgrade from Derek Carr. Jimmy G is not a good quarterback, and the Raiders are going to have some issues this year. Next up, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road facing the New York Giants. This will not be a close game. The Giants, after surrounding Saquon Barkley and star tight end Darren Waller, they will crush this Cowboys defense. It does not matter what you say about Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, they are no match for the Giants. I agree with you. While Dallas is looking better than ever with a fully healthy Dak Prescott with some new weapons and Tony Pollard as their official running back number one, the Giants are just better. With Saquon Barkley coming into the season with something to prove and Daniel Jones getting a new weapon in front of the show, Darren Waller, the Giants are poised for another great season and it will start off with a week one win against the Dallas Cowboys. In the final match, the Buffalo Bills are two and a half point favorites on the road facing Aaron Rodgers in his New York Jets debut. Even though there is rumored beef between Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, they still are the AFC favorites and will crush their rivals, the Jets, in Aaron Rodgers' first game as a New York Jet. Even though the Jets upgraded some parts of their team, there is still a glaring, obvious hole in their O-line, which has been shown in hard knocks. And the Bills now have a healthy secondary with Micah Hyde and Poyo coming back. That is why I cannot see the Buffalo Bills losing this game. Well, guess what? I do. The Jets, with new quarterback Aaron Rodgers and star receiver Garrett Wilson and star running back Brees Hall will disrupt this Bills defense. On the other side, Quentin Williams, the defensive end, and Sauce Gardner, the best cornerback in the league, will not make it easy for Josh Allen. And he will think he will make Josh Allen think twice about running or throwing to Diggs. That's right. This Jets offense and defense will show they are a play- they are a playoff contender. These Bills do not know what they're in for. Well, that does it for Stick by Your Picks. Now, my interview with Rob Domofsky. Now it's time for my guest, Rob Domofsky, an ESPN reporter for the Green Bay Packers. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me again. I'm doing great. You know, football season's here. You know, there's no more weekend, no more weekends without football, <laughs> college or NFL. It's a great time to be alive. Yes, it's a definitely an exciting time for football fans. Yes. So let's jump right into it. So the first question is, how do you think the Packers did during the draft, managing picks and who they drafted? Yeah, it, no surprise that they went with a defensive player in the first round. I believe it's 14 of the last 15 first-round picks have been defensive players. The only offensive player they've taken in that time was Jordan Love. Um, so, uh, you know, the the, the first-round pick, Lucas Van Ness, is a typical Packers pick, like a, a Big Ten, Midwest kind of guy, um, you know, probably projecting – like his best football is ahead of them and maybe they don't need him to be a stud right away. Um, but the rest of the draft, I mean, looks like there's some guys that can help them. Um, they're two second round picks. Luke Musgrave, a tight end out of Oregon state's going to be their number one tight end. He's athletic. He's, he, he's big, he's fast. Um, and then their other second round pick was a receiver, Jaden Reed, who was going to be their number three receiver. Basically he'll be their slot receiver um, when uh, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, are out there. And then, you know, Jonah, they took, they had 13 draft picks, which I think is, if it's not the most in the draft, it's, it's one of them. And the Packers typically keep all their picks. Um, I, I believe the last year they kept every pick on the roster at the start of the year. I don't know if there's room for all 13. They've got a couple of injured guys, but this is definitely trending toward being one of the youngest teams in the league. And, and I will tell you this, uh, one or two guys to watch out for in their rookie class that were undrafted. Uh, Malik Heath, a receiver, he he might end up being their number four receiver, and he was an undrafted rookie. And um, Brenton Cox is an outside linebacker uh, who looks like he's going to make the team. The Packers have had 18 straight years with an undrafted rookie making the team, and it looks like that streak is going to go to 19. Wow, that's that's crazy. So. That's impressive. You know, Packers, you know, they're loving the young rookies, young players. So let's talk about a young player. Let's talk about Love. How does he look so far? He's gotten better as camp has gone along, um, which I guess is no surprise considering he hasn't really played much. He played one one game his second year and about half a game last year. Uh, so it was, you know, we, I guess I went in with um, with no expectations, not really knowing what to expect. And I would say – as training camp's gone along, he's gotten better and better. He's had a few days where he's been really, really good. And he's had some other days where, you know, maybe not so good. But, um, you know, I, I personally, I'm not a, an evaluator, but he's been a little better than I thought uh, watching him every day. Uh, you know, the one thing that, it, that he seems to do really well is stay composed, stay poised, doesn't get rattled. Um, he, he's, he's super smart and going through his reads. The one area, though, that I think they need him to, to, to improve on and they, they really are going to have to have if they're going to be successful is hitting the deep ball. Um, they, they have not had a whole lot of success in practice uh, and in the games throwing the, the deep ball. Christian Watson is as fast as any receiver in the league. You saw that last year, and Rodgers was pretty good about hitting him. And that's a part of their offense that they're going to need. And, look, that just could take time. Um, so, But that is definitely something to watch for early in the season that if, if they can hit on a couple of those deep balls, it's really going to open up a bunch of other stuff. So you talked about, you know, hitting the deep ball, you know, they have really young receivers. So teams are always looking to improve. Do you see the Packers going for someone like Julio Jones 
a veteran receiver who can help out the young you know, receivers and get better at the game? I don't think so uh, for two reasons. One, I think they think they're probably in kind of a rebuilding year anyway, so you need to get those young guys experience. And if you bring Julio Jones or any other veteran in, uh, you know, he's going to sort of take away reps from those guys that they need to develop. Uh, you know, you, you can't get better in this league without playing. You just simply need reps. So I, I think they're kind of trying to build something for the future here. Um, they want Jordan Love to gel with this young group of receivers and tight ends. So, look, there, I think there's a, a reason they haven't brought in a veteran receiver. They haven't brought in a veteran backup is because they know this is a, a building process. They won't admit it. They're, they're, it's funny. They won't say they're rebuilding, um, but but their actions say that they are. So. Uh, I would be I'd be very surprised if uh, if they added a veteran at this point. Now, if guys get hurt as the year goes on, sure, that that's a possibility. Well, good to know. So you said you know the actions have shown you know it's a rebuilding year. Fox Sports has the Packers at nine and eight this season. Is that a reasonable you know record for the Packers this season, or are the Packers going to prove to prove everyone wrong until that they don't need Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, I think it's realistic. Um, I've seen that a lot of the the betting sites have them at uh, their over under on win totals at seven and a half. I would tend to think they would go over that, you know, eight, nine, maybe even 10. Um, just looking at their schedule here, it, they have a chance to get off to a pretty good start. I mean, they put there, they open up with two on the road, but they're at Chicago and at Atlanta, not exactly, you know, playoff teams. Then they come home to New Orleans and Detroit. So, those first four games, I mean, if they could get off to, let's say, three and one, um, I think that put, puts them in a pretty good position. Uh, you know, the one thing I, I, I will caution everybody about is, you know, in 2008, when Aaron Rodgers took over, they were coming off a 13 and three season and had more proven talent than this team. And then Aaron Rodgers played really well that year and they went six and 10. It just sometimes it just takes time. Jordan Love could play really well and they might not you know, win nine or 10 games, they might win seven or eight, but um, I do think it sets up for them to at least get off to a fast start. Um, you know, their, their harder games are definitely toward the middle and the end of their schedule. Uh, but I, you know, if, if they can get off to that three and one start, then yeah, I think they have a chance to, you know, possibly be a playoff team. So you're talking about playoff teams. Do they have a chance to win the NFC North? And if they don't, who will win the NFC North? Yeah, I think you could make a case for probably three of the four teams, maybe even all four, although I think Chicago has a little bit longer to go. Uh, look, Detroit finished really strong last year. They ended up, what, nine and eight. They didn't make the playoffs. They won the last regular season game here. Both teams were eight and eight. They went nine and eight. Packers go eight and nine. My question about the Lions, and I don't know if we can answer this, but my question is, was that the peak for them? Like, was that as good as it's going to get? Or are they really ascending you know i'm not sure that's an organization that has not really been able to put together back to back to back really good season so i guess what i'm saying is i'm not super sold on the lions then we go to the vikings and they were fantastic last year won a bunch of games but i think they won 11 games that were one score games so close games like i don't know if that means hey they're just really good and they put and they know how to win or that they were just barely getting by and you can't live like that week after week after week. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. So, you know, I, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty, maybe more uncertainty in this division 
than any other. Uh, I do think though that I, I have a hard time seeing, uh, you know, a wild card team coming out of this division. I, you know, I think whoever wins it probably wins nine or ten, maybe eleven games, and, and you know, and that might be the only playoff team from this division. All right. So you've been around training camp and preseason for a long time. What position is the easiest to transition to from college to the NFL? Ooh, that, that's a great one. I would probably say defensive back, cornerback, um, just because your job is somewhat simple, right? You, you cover the other receiver. You know what the, the, the coverages are. Um, and those are really good athletes. It seems to me that receivers take a long time uh, to develop. You just, there's just so much chemistry that goes in with the quarterback um, defensive line, big people have a hard time because they're just getting used to playing, you know, in the trenches. Um, I, I would say cornerback is probably one of the easiest to make an immediate impact. Um, and then maybe, uh, maybe offensive line, um, you know, maybe, maybe offensive line. The Packers have had several guys that come in and play as a rookie, uh, and have been really good. Elton Jenkins did it most recently and he's, he's a pro bowl left guard before that David Bakhtiari played right away as a rookie, and he's still their left tackle. So uh, those are a couple spots uh, that, that I think it's a little easier probably for those guys to make an immediate impact. All right. So you're talking about, you know, immediate impact and like impactful players. Well, I have to ask about the elephant in the room who's not in the room. Have okay. you noticed any reaction to Aaron Rodgers not being on the team? I will say this. Um, you don't hear his name mentioned a lot around here, which is a, it's a surprising uh, in, in the sense that when he replaced Brett Favre, all you heard was Brett Favre, Brett Favre, Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. um, I think people wanted Brett Favre to still be here, fans, I'm saying. Um, I don't necessarily think there's that sense here. Part of it could be that, look, they just, they went, they had a bad year last year. And maybe people think that, you know, Rodgers doesn't have it anymore. Um, he's still really, really talented. Uh, but I do think both sides felt like it was best to move on. Um, the Packers kind of going back to what we talked about bringing in veterans. The Packers had to find out what they had in Jordan Love. They they had to. So it was it was probably time for them to move on, whether Rodgers was going to play well for another year or two or not. Um, but I don't I don't sense that there's a lot of uh, in the you know people longing for Aaron Rodgers to still be here. Now that said, there's plenty of appreciation for how good he was and just what he meant to this team and the city. And, you know, the, the very fact that he was able to continue uh, the success that Brett Favre had for another 15 years, they basically had two quarterbacks here for 30 years. And, and that, that is a remarkable run. Some people maybe think they should have won more Super Bowls. They won one uh, with Rodgers. They won one with Favre. That's two Super Bowls in the last 30 years. And, and I think a lot of teams would be really happy with that. Yeah, especially, you know, the Bills who have not, not won a single Super Bowl. Right. But um, so the final question is talking about the Super Bowl. Um, what is your preseason Super Bowl prediction? That's really tough. Um, the AFC is just loaded. I mean, they're just there's so many good teams, especially in the AFC East. I mean, that whole division is really, really good. Um, I do. You, I do think this might be Buffalo's time. Um, I, I really do. And, you know, I guess the, the obvious pick in the NFC is the Eagles. Um, you know, they seem to be head and shoulders above everyone else in, in, in that conference. Uh, you know, the 49ers are intriguing to me because they, 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 they always have 
a really good team and the quarterback always seems like a question mark. And now it looks like they're, you know, they're putting all their eggs in the Brock Purdy basket. He was the last player drafted two, a year and a half ago, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, but there's something about the 49ers that makes me think that, you know, that they could give them, you know, give the NFC uh, a run for its money. I, I'm going to say though, Eagles, Bills, and I'm guessing you want me to pick a winner. Yeah. I mean, if you can. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Eagles. They pull the upset that the, 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 the NFC wins one, even though the AFC is probably just loaded uh, this year. So you're saying, you know, Bills got awful in the Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl record. So, you know, you pick the Bills. Why not Patrick Mahomes? Because, you know, he's coming off. Yeah. It's him and Kelsey. You know, there's been some questions about, you know, Michael yeah. Hardman's gone. They're still, they still have Kadarius Tony, but who else will, you know, receive yeah. for them? What do you see in that team? I, I mean, I think they could be right there. Um, I just think it's hard to do it when the target's on your back year after year after year. Um, it, it just, it's really, there's the pressure is enormous. I'm trying to get back there and win it again. Uh, I do think they have maybe the best coach in the game right now. And Andy Reed, uh, you know, certainly Mahomes is one of the top two or three players, but um, it's just, it's just hard to year after year, eventually something's going to happen. You have an injury, you, you just run into a stretch of bad luck. And uh, you know, if, if they can avoid that, you know, they could certainly be right there. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. As you remember, we end with a rapid-fire quiz. A few mm -hmm. quick questions. Answer okay. as fast as you can. Are you ready? I am ready. Favorite stadium food? Favorite stadium food? The candy in the press box at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. <laughs> they have – it's like walking into a bulk candy store. They've got all these – you can <laughs> scoop up whatever you want, jelly beans, chocolates – any candy you want, but only in the press box. I don't think they sell that in the mm. stands. Snow football or rain football? Snow. Acoustic guitar or electric guitar? Oh, I got. I'm gonna grab my acoustic guitar right here. Acoustic guitar. <laughs> and one final question: Is a baked potato a side dish or a meal by itself? Side dish. There you have it. A side dish. Well, thanks again for taking time from your busy schedule for letting me interview you, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks, you too. Good to talk to you again. Now it is time for Fan Rant. Each episode, we bring a fan on who rants or talks about their favorite team for no breaks, no stops, no questions asked. This week, we have one of the biggest Jets fans joining us, Noah Manton. Noah, are you ready? Yes, I am. Ready? Go. Listen, there's a lot of Jets haters out there. And, you know, we've been pretty bad for a while. Longest playoff drought in the NFL. One of the longest in all of sports. But listen, when you're rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. The Jets are looking so supreme this year. It's not even funny. We have... Two elite running backs in Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Mm, they're so good. Not only that, but we also have Aaron Rodgers, veteran quarterback, ready to dice up the entirety of the Patriots, Dolphins, and Bills. They're not ready for us. This year, we are a Super Bowl contending team. There is not a single team in the AFC that can even stand on our level. 
Who, the, the Chiefs? Who's the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes has not even a speck of experience compared to Aaron Rodgers' giant resume. Aaron Rodgers is out here one of the greatest quarterbacks in history. And you dare compare him to this measly Patrick Mahomes? And moving on, Garrett Wilson? Are you kidding me right now? One of the best hands I've ever seen next to the island, which we used to have, Darrell Revis. We got another prospect coming up. This guy's going to be legendary. Last year, we already had one of the best defenses in the league, and that just continues to be the case. I don't know what else to say, Jonah. We're just insane. Our special teams, it, it's, it's, it's flawless. We have our offensive line, flawless. Listen. Our main issue in the past years has been our quarterback. You know, we've been bouncing around Mike White, this, that. Mike White was great. You know, shout out Mike White. I love that guy. But now we have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. You want, I'm going to preface this. Many people may say Aaron Rodgers is washed. Oh, he's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these people are just jealous. They don't have my guy, my homie, my day one, Aaron Rodgers, ready to take us to the Super Bowl. And many more to come. You know, the Jets are going to be the best team in the league for the next couple of years, and you guys aren't ready for it. Thank you. My name is Noah. I'm out. Well, thank you, Noah, for your take on your favorite team. What would sports talk be without list? Bupkis. So he was my list of the day. Top five minor league hockey team names. Number five, Adirondack Frostbite. Number four, the Fayetteville Fire Ants with a Z. Number three, we have the St. Charles Chew. Number two, we have the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Have you ever seen a rabbit even enter a swamp? And number one, minor league hockey names, it is the Orlando Solar Bears. That does it, folks, to this week's edition of the Little Man Big Mouth Show. Check out next episode when it drops. Until then, see ya. Follow the show on Insta at Little Man Big Mouth Show. Keep up with the latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast provider. The Little Man Big Mouth Podcast is an exclusive creation of Hefeweizen Podcast Productions.